We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We're live. Welcome to the RG DFS Tournament Takes Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Kirkwood. Screen name Kirk D's here with my two boys, like usual. Uh, first, um, it's been a little under the weather lately. Uh, Brett Hartfield, Killer B, 2482. And then, uh, not to be outdone by Canada's number one DFS player, Toe Tag and Tambo, Tyler Tambeline. What's going on, boys? We're back for week seven. Kirkwood, I got snubbed, man. The World Cup team came out for Canada. I'm number one oh, in the world. I got two. Jeez. Who ca- I, I, I could care less. But Is there a Canadian team in that? There is, and I didn't yeah. make the squad after all the Kirkwood hype. I don't brutal. get on the show. I don't get on there, man. It's bad. I had people reach out. Where are you at, Tambo? Nope. Nowhere to be found, man. But it could be worse. And somehow, D, somehow DB's on it? Oh, Dan Bach? Yeah. The voice of the industry, baby. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Got to have it. Um. Anyways, yes. How how we doing? Yeah. So my week, my week six was interesting. Um, like you said, Kirkwood, I've kind of been dealing with uh, with a certain sickness. I I got the I caught the COVID as this. Oh, you're gonna announce it? I was trying to. (laughs) Yeah, I don't care. Throw it out there. I was supposed to go to Florida uh today, so I'm kind of bummed out. I was supposed to get some golf in, but. yeah, uh, interesting times here. Um, I I didn't get it bad, so um, luckily was still able to uh, DFS this past week uh, while I was quarantining. So uh, made made some decent profit. Didn't didn't put out like too many tournament teams, but um, yeah, uh, still still ran pretty good. Made made decent money over on Yahoo, which kind of saved me this past week. Uh, Tambo, uh, how, how did your how did your week seven uh, end up here? 
wasn't bad. Um, you know, I'm, I'm loving the victory lap of the Madison fade over here. You know, Kirkwood was oh. all over that one, so I had to bring that up. And that, save that. That's last. That's last week. Let's talk about this week. Okay. okay. Show. Gotta, show. Can't, can't even walk it off. You know what? Let's not even talk about last week, Kirkwood. Let's talk instead about Manscaped. Autumn yes. is in the air, and Manscaped is here to ensure you don't carve your pumpkins when you're grooming. By pumpkins, we actually mean your boys downstairs. In fact, Manscaped's on a mission to change the way you approach caring for your balls. And great news, they just released their products in the UK, my hometown, Canada, and even Australia down under. Let's not forget it's the best trimmer for your butt, balls, and body. The Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer offers a replaceable ceramic blade and advanced skin-safe technology, which helps reduce grooming accidents. Their new Weed Whacker trademark ear and nose hair trimmer uses the same skin-safe trademark technology when you're trimming those delicate nose hairs of yours. The Crop Care Kit includes the Crop Preserver trademark ball deodorant. Everyone knows pumpkin spice lattes and ball deodorant go hand in hand. Crop Cleanser, also trademark, body wash, a full body wash that you can also use on your hair. Crop Mop, the trademarks continue, ball wipes. You never know when an opportunity strikes, so should always be prepared. Plus, you don't want to stink when you sit around that Thanksgiving dinner. If you suffer from stank foot or stand on your feet all day, then I have a product for you. The also trademarked Foot Duster, Foot Deodorant, is a free gift. The cooling tea tree oil offers a pleasant experience for the stankiest feet and allows you to take your shoes off in confidence. The Manscaped Refined Cologne is a cost-effective way to smell clean and fresh for your date. The Crop Cleanser Hair and Body Wash was designed with aloe vera and sea salt to leave your skin clean, fresh, moisturized, and reinvigorated. These formulations are all vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free, so you know your manhood is in good hands. Get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com with code ROTO. That's R-O-T-O, ROTO. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with promo code ROTO. Make your balls a priority this fall. Wow. Well done, sir. Wow. So uh, my only question to that is I'm hope I'm thinking I just missed it, but you're not trimming your, your junk with this same one that you're trimming your nose hairs with, right? I'm assuming those are different blades, different pieces. If you don't own 17 of those things, Kirkwood, after that ad read, I don't know what's going on. So absolutely. Yes. I have everyone for every piece of my body, every orifice, everything you can possibly think of. <laughs> so yes, I have more than one. You got to change up the heads for sure. All day. Yeah. Yeah. The Absolutely. Yeah. Can't be doing that. Um, anyways. Uh, all right. So we got, uh, we got a slate here. Week seven. Week um, seven, baby. Talk about football um, as opposed to balls. Uh, so uh, 12 games now. We got an extra game going on the slate here. We've got some monster totals uh, right off the bat. We've got, you know, Green Bay Texans, uh, Green Bay traveling to Houston, 57 point total. Uh, Green Bay is three and a half point favorite. They looked uh, pretty bad last week in a bad game. The Bucks defense just, you know, manhandled them. So you know that Aaron Rodgers is going to have uh, a little extra fire. They're going to look to get things clicking. Um, and we know what this Houston defense, how they tackle since uh, nobody could even touch uh, Derrick Henry in the last uh, 10 minutes of that game, which just buried me last week. But uh, shout out to Tambo for the great calls on that, and uh, he made some money there. Um, 
Then we've got uh, – and Deshaun Watson's been playing better now without uh, uh, Dimple Chin, uh, Bill O'Brien at the – handling the play calling. So they're passing more. So, um, you know, this is an interesting interesting week there because Green Bay is pretty bad against the, the run. But, man, like David Johnson just does not look explosive. So it would be in their best interest, I would think, to have to keep – you know, to keep up with uh, Rodgers to keep the pass going here in this one. But we'll see how that shakes out. Um, other games of interest, uh, uh, the Falcons are always a game of interest, 55-point total as they're a two-point favorite against Detroit Lions, two bad defenses. Um, so that's going to – there's going to be a lot of plays there. And Julio's back, right? Like Julio uh, was a phenomenal play last week. Um, that's what made him a great tournament play. Just not knowing yeah. his injury. Right. Yep. Um, he's, he's totally like you, you just can't play him anymore. And then he does this. It's like, he's the king of this forever. Mm-hmm. Um, then we've got, uh, who else? The, well, the bucks, uh, the bucks Raiders 53 point total. Um, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm a more of a believer than uh, I think what we all are here is that Oakland can kind of stay in these games and, and has a pretty decent offense. You know, they've got a lot of weapons, so I expect for them to be able to put up some points in this one if they get the passing game going. Um, and then the, uh, the, we're actually getting the, the Sunday night hammer, which is how DFS used to be back in the day where Sunday night mattered. But now it's part of the main slate because of the, uh, the time changes and whatnot. It's going to be uh, Seattle. Uh, goes to Arizona, uh, Seattle three and a half point favorite, fifty six point total. Kyler Murray just, you know, showed how he's the the king of uh, rushing QBs at the moment. Uh, last week, and this uh, Seattle defense is certainly terrible uh, through the pass. So he's has the potential to have a big game here. And you know, we know what uh, the Seattle is, offense can do. Um, they can put up a lot of points in a hurry. So this game should operate at a fast pace. So that's definitely going to be one everyone's going to be targeting. And then, man, then we got Jaguars, uh, Chargers, uh, the Jags, Chargers. That game is interesting to me. Um, the Chargers, seven, seven and a half point favorites. But, I mean, it's just the Jags, man, that defense, it's, uh, have to like attacking that. Um, and then the Cowboys are just their pathetic uh, attempt at defense. Man, what a letdown they were last week. But, like, in hindsight, man, what what could we really – should we have expected from Andy Dalton and uh, a completely banged-up offensive line and their defense, which is also banged up and just horrendous. But um, uh, they're playing Washington, so this will be the true test if Washington can put up some points uh, on them. And then, uh, I don't know, Josh Allen's in play against the Jets – Pittsburgh Titans. I mean, that's kind of a higher total than I would expect, but uh, 15 and a half points, but uh, solid defense there. Um, and then Panthers Saints. And then we got a bunch of injury news on the Saints. You know, all of a sudden, uh, Emmanuel Sanders out. Uh, Michael Thomas is out, even though he was supposed to come back, but he got hurt in practice again. Um, so there's uh, man. So we're going to be talking what? Traquan, uh, Jared Cook, Kamara, obviously. Um, and then, uh, I guess last but not least the, uh, the Bengals at home against the Browns. I don't know if I missed anything else, who cares, but how's the slate looking to you guys? Yeah. I mean, a lot of, a lot of injuries, uh, that are kind of like changed the slate today. Um, also I think this slate is super unique now that this, uh, Seattle, um, Arizona game is going to be a Sunday night game, uh, allows you to actually have a true hammer 
allows you to kind of go through your contest to, to, you know, possibly uh, do some uh, pivots and whatnot. So yeah, it's kind of, kind of interesting in a lot of different factors. Um, I mean, we got that Joe Mixon is out news. We've also even have like a DeAndre Hopkins, like Arizona is in a great spot, but he's going to be a true game time decision. And that's a Sunday night game, right? Which is on the main slate. So hasn't practiced all week this week and is just truly questionable. So um, you're going to want to get some exposure in that game uh, regardless, but uh, interesting that you're going to have maybe the best wide receiver on the slate that questionable. Um, It's kind of, kind of makes for like a unique uh, slate uh, setup. Uh, Tambo, what are you seeing uh, for like just in general for this whole slate? Yeah, the Aaron Jones news is what I'm waiting on the most because it just popped up. I just saw a tweet saying it's a calf strain and it's likely to be, you know, they should rest him. So that would really open it up. You know, Kirkwood alluded to the situation with Cincinnati with Mixon going out a couple of days ago or a day and a half ago, whatever it was. And now the geo ownership is up to just ridiculous levels. So we'll talk about that, I'm sure. And then just overall, like you said, the fact that Hopkins is attached to that what's now the late hammer, but the game that everyone was excited about. Anyway, I think the reason the sites kept it on is because everyone was going to riot if they took that off the slate. That's the game we all want, right? Your your boy Kyler Kirkwood is, is in the mix here, and uh, Russell Wilson the other way. There's a lot of plays that we can utilize in that game. So sort of my thoughts just to you know, play around these injuries. I, I really do like the running back position, which we're about to talk about anyway. And I love the fact that, you know, just as a general standpoint of the overall slate, that if you look at like quarterback, which links to what your stacks are going to be, there's a lot of quarterbacks that you could make an argument for this week, more so than I think any other position. And then it's just about stacking them up and getting unique and getting after your construction. But uh, I'm probably going to go with that route. I'm going to just, you know, play the running backs. I want to play, go heavy on them, take my shots there, chalk or not. I'll get overweight if I have to, whatever it might be. And then just mix and match these stacks around them because there's a lot of stacks that we can play this week. Yep. Um, definitely. Uh, and, uh, Aaron Jones. So to me, it, yeah, it's, it's funny. So like it's, he sounded like doubtful to me, but then the coach says, uh, that he's more questionable than doubtful. So it's going to be a true game time decision they're saying, but they're also making comments about AJ Dillon being able to handle it. If Jones is out with the, um, with his calves. So like there, it seems to me like they're like, it sounds like he's probably not going to play. They're making excuse. They're already. Like, I, I they're thought that exact same around. thing. Yeah. Like, why are, why are you fielding that question? Um, like talking about backups being ready to get touches unless, unless you're kind of almost saying that Aaron Jones isn't going to play. But, yeah, it's a good spot. The mat, the matchup's the one that, you know, we just saw Henry have. We've been talking about it all season on this podcast, which is going up against Houston. And then you look at it, the other side uh, of the story is that, um, Williams, Jamal Williams has had like already he was cutting into Aaron Jones's work. He's had like 45% of the snaps. He, he's been out there plenty. He wasn't necessarily cutting into his work per se, but he's been out there a lot. So are they really going to just flip and go AJ Dillon season on us? Or does Jamal Williams stand a chance here? Because he's interesting at 4,000 as well. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. Um, you'd have to expect a little bit of an increase at least right with uh, yeah. Jamal Williams. But like, um, just cause Dylan hasn't shown that he can handle it yet, but you know, you never know. They, I mean, they could just use it as just a complete split, like, like the same split, at least that they've been using. Yeah. 
but uh, I, I would give a, a boost to Williams for sure. But that that's going to be huge news too. And it's like, it's, I doubt, well, we'll see if we get anything like midnight the night before from Schefter or whatever on that. But um, what else? So it's got to be, oh, so the, the New Orleans news, that's huge. I mean, like that's just changed everything. So we're going to have to talk about how we, how we attack that. Oh, John Brown was announced out today. Right. Um, so uh, it's just plenty of value everywhere. Um, most, are, most start, it's already down. Um, who else? Sammy Watkins isn't going to be playing uh, again this week. And we kind of saw uh, that situation, what happened in Kansas City. They, they had terrible weather, so they weren't allowed to really pass. And I feel like, like all the Kansas City – I was just checking uh, our Kansas City ownerships, not only Mahomes, but then the Tyreek Hill, Demarcus Robinson. I mean, I can't believe how low – uh, own we have them currently being uh, in a spot where I think in Denver uh, they'll be more than fine throwing the ball. Yep. Um, all right. So hi, let's talk about. Uh, are we going to talk about RB? Yep. Yeah. Let's go RB. All right. Let me just um, pull up something here. All right. So running back. We've got some uh, some good plays at the top. So uh, obviously on drafting, just because of the price, you know, it's funny on like Yahoo. Like, did you see Brett? Did you see the price of uh, Kamara? Yeah, like forty three, right? Yeah, and Aaron Jones thirty nine. Like mm-hmm. they're like trying to make these guys unplayable. Yeah, um, basically the max over on Yahoo has always been like capped at forty, and then like the min has been at ten. <laughs> so for them to now go all the way up to forty three, I mean, that kind of says a lot. Um. But uh, anyway, so Kamara is should, I mean, first of all, it's a great matchup with Carolina. We know this, but then with Michael Thomas out, you know, we just can expect such a massive target share for Kamara. Now Emmanuel Sanders out. It's like, it's just like, he's this, this guy's, they should just be thinking and dunking to this guy all game and letting him go nuts or try to go nuts. Um, so he's going to be extremely chalky. So we have to have a plan to how to attack that. Kareem, the dream hunt, my boy this week, um, who, you know, and maybe you guys will disagree, but like great matchup against Cincinnati um, has been banged up a little bit, but like it looks fine to, to go. Just in my opinion, he hasn't had the right game script yet for, you know, him to really pay off on that role with like Chubb out, like, the, the underlying usage is all there. It's just like last week, he just, they, they, they just got decimated, you know, yeah, he and, didn't play at all in the fourth quarter, I believe. Yeah. And, and like, and the same thing has happened in other games too. Um, when the tables are turned, when they had a comfortable lead. Um, but like, we had just haven't seen that competitive game where they really needed to, to rip. And he already, you know, with Chubb back in, uh, in week two, went for 24 fantasy points against this Bengals D already. He was uh, utilized. He had a uh, rushing and a passing touchdown in that game. Um, I, I really like the spot for him. I think he's going to smash. Um, we'll uh, have to give uh, weigh in on an opinion on, uh, on Gio. I think we're all kind of in an agreement on how to handle that. Um, Chris Carson is someone that interests me um, as a way to play the uh, Seattle Arizona game a little bit different than the passing attacks. Um, This guy's been utilized in the past pass a lot. Um, They are, that's one, they give up a ton of production to uh, running backs in the passing game for Arizona. So uh, Carson's there. So that's kind of like my first few plays I wanted to discuss. We don't have Mixon anymore. And then uh, I mean, 
you guys were going to be on Aaron Jones before the injury, I would assume, or, but uh, yeah. give me your thoughts. Give me your thoughts. That's kind of like my top tier at this moment. Yep. I, I mean, I loved Aaron Jones coming into this week, obviously with this, with this injury. Um, I think even if he goes, I'm going to have um, just quite a bit of lower ownership in general. Cause I actually was starting my cash key, uh, teams with him. So now I think like he does make a great tournament play if he does go. Um, so I think, I think ownership wise, I'll still, I'll still want more than the field on a play like Aaron Jones. Um, but just know that if green Bay gets up by quite a bit or whatever, that they'll probably pull him um, with his injury issue. Uh, Kamara, I think becomes the chalk of the slate with, with both of the Saints wide receivers being ruled out. Uh, they're just going to have to lean uh, lean quite a bit on him, uh, offensively speaking. I think even Latavius Murray is in play uh, at 4,800. Um, we've seen this spot where Latavius almost becomes more of the running back here, and they, they give Kamara almost just as many touches um, carrying the ball as, uh, you know, catching the ball. So, um I think Latavius Murray is a very, very like awesome tournament play uh, against Carolina who can't stop the run. Um, so I, w- I would want to get exposure to both of those guys. Um, and I really do like that, that Cleveland Cincinnati game. Um, so love, love the Kareem Hunt side. And I think with Gio being chalky, I'm probably going to try and stay away from him and just buy a lot of the, the pass receivers. Um, just love, love different styles of stacks in that game. Um, but I feel like I know where the ball is going to go uh, there. So, um, I mean, if I had to rank it right now, I mean, it's tough to avoid the Kamara chalk. Uh, I'm going to have a, a decent amount of him, but I think Kareem Hunt would be would be my second uh, favorite out of that group. And then um, going down to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, where um, I think a lot of people are going to get off him just, just for the – the news that Lev Bell is there and we just got word that Andy Reid said, yeah, he's looked good enough to see a few snaps, right? So what, what role is actually changing? I don't think much is going to change there. Um, and I think ownership will, re- will well, reflect. It's, it's what role is going to be changing this week. Yeah. As opposed to like, cause they pay, you know, they, they got him. So there's definitely going to be a role there at some point, right? Yep. They got him for men though. Right, yeah, so no, I hear you, but he's going to have his chance, right? Like, yeah. um, but it's like, how much is he really going to have a chance this week? So, uh, yeah, those that uh, didn't sound like that much work to be expected from that quote. Yeah. Uh, yep. Uh, Tambo, uh, how do you kind of just grade out like the top tier quarter, uh, running backs, just the the seven K guys, the six K guys? Yeah, so just before that, a quick note on the CEH thing. I, I did see that quote. I thought it was interesting, though, tying it together with the other quote, because Andy Reid also said we basically picked up Lev Bell a couple days before the quote you just read, Brett. He said, want to give a little bit of, let a little bit of load off of the little guy, talk about CEH and saying, I don't want him to be banging around as much and use Lev Bell for some of that stuff. And obviously it's been a running joke now, the amount of opportunities CEH had in the, you know, the red zone last week, obviously a better game for him, but it was an Island game. So how many people go back to that? So that, that spot is interesting, but as far as the top goes, uh, you know, I'm in on Kamara. It's like, you know, Kirkwood said, basically going to use him as a receiver. So we saw a couple of weeks ago against Detroit, I wouldn't say, you know, necessarily they crushed value or anything, but, you know, at 7,900 and 4,800 for Latavius Murray against Carolina, who's extremely bad against the run, basically bad against everything. 
I wouldn't even hate putting the two of them together in large field GPPs or something like that and just say that they run over Carolina or, or something like that, right? So I like Kamara at the top. I was actually not in on Jones. Uh, you know, I wrote this up in the expert survey, probably have to go back and change it on Roto-Grinders, but I was kind of loving that. It, you know, it's not that it was the thing I was talking about earlier, how I already had the snap count for Jamal Williams with Jones. There was that factor, everyone going there after uh, Derek Henry just lit them up on the ground last week. And they've been getting lit up as we've talked about, but I just, I thought that was an interesting spot to go to Aaron Rodgers and Devonte Adams. But now this, all this injury stuff sort of changes it up. So we'll see how that looks. Uh, and then, we're speaking the same language this week, Kirkwood. couple plays that I like there. One is your boy Kareem Hunt. Don't think there's any way to avoid him, especially now with Cincinnati even more banged up, you know, in their situation on that side to keep the game close. I, you know, I like him still in some passing attacks, but you can run Kareem Hunt on his own. You can run him in a secondary stack against like a Tyler Boyd, or you can run him as the run back for Joe Burrow and some of his guys, which we'll get to. And then, yeah, you stole the stuff. My thunder earlier was going to be Chris Carson. I don't know if you guys saw last week. It's the last two weeks now. Um, you, you know, Mike Davis and Zeke just catching passes for days. Full, full point PPR, $6,400 Carson against Arizona with that total. Late night hammer. What more do you want? And everyone's on the passing attack of Lockett, Metcalf, Hopkins, Kirk, you name it. I think this is a great spot to use Carson and use him across from the Kyler Murray stack. So, Leave it at that. Well, what else you got up top there, Kirkwood? Yeah, I'm just going to reiterate. I'm going to give my my thoughts quick uh, rundown on uh, why I like Hunt and Carson so much. Um, Hunt, number one, like I already said, the the fact that the, the games just haven't broke right for him yet. And um, I think I'm expecting him to be fine and healthy. Um, in First of all, like I already said, he, he gashed them for 86 yards and a touchdown, 25 yards and a touchdown through the air in week two. That was with Nick Chubb. He's handled since Chubb has come down, uh, gone down. He's handled 67% of the Browns' backfield carries, um, over 80% of the team's running back receptions, and that's what stands out to me the most. Um, and that's with him with his groin issue that he's been, been battling, um, and exactly. uh, the, the blowout last week, and another another time where they they limited him towards the end. So he's a bell cow, right? And he's, he's extremely talented. He's heavily utilized in the passing game. Um, and he's getting, gets this great matchup where the, the Bengals have, have allowed 5.1 yard, one, nine yards, so almost 5.2 yards per carry to opposing backs. Right. So like, it's just like, boom, bang, everything. I love them. And then I, I'm, I'm kind of upset that Mixon went down because everyone, like a lot of like the, the optimal builds were all pairing hunt with Mixon. And, like, I definitely didn't want to do that this week. I didn't want to have each side of the running backs um, and in the same game. I, I was just going to be team team Hunt and uh, go more with the uh, the Bengals passing attack. Now it's a different – It's kind of, now I, I guess there's more justification. You can do it because Geo's cheaper putting these guys in but uh but we'll we have ish we uh all will have some some thoughts on potentially you know why geo could be a good fade but let me get another chris carson so carson like you said so first of all he's he's produced and he's been battling a knee injury right so they had their buy so he's fresh off the buy he's clear goal line back right so we don't have to worry about that he's the passing down back you know because he's getting a ton of of utilization in the passing down. It's just, it's been annoying with like the amount of the, the splits that they've done. But I think it's been more so because of his 
being banged up. And I expect him to be fresh and healthy this week in the game. Like you said, like when everyone's going to be targeting the pass, like this is just a different way to play it. Um, Cardinals um, do allow, they're like 4.35 yards per carry in the ground, but they rank bottom five in yards per target to running backs have allowed three receiving touchdowns to running backs. So that, that matches up, which is the second most in the league. Um, so basically like the more I kept digging into this, the more I kept liking Carson. So like, I was really excited to talk about Carson on, on this show. So he's like, he's like one of my favorite plays this week. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And that goes really well. I mean, obviously having the Sunday night game too. Um, I mean, I, w- one of my first teams that I made was, you know, with that game in mind. Now it's the Sunday night hammer, which makes me think it'll be a little bit more popular, which kind of sucks, but I mean, outside of that, uh, I just I just feel like um, with with the DeAndre Hopkins news going to be a game time decision. It almost feels like you need to have some exposure in that game just in case he is ruled out. And then even if he is ruled in, I think you could get uh, some really low ownership, you know, because I don't think a lot of people are going to have Hopkins if he's still questionable going into game time because that's a lot of salary to be kind of tied up. Uh, 8,200 on DraftKings, a lot of salary to be tied up on a guy that might not play. You know, if he if he's ruled out, um, it's going to be tough. I mean, obviously you can pivot to DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, but there's going to be no other Arizona exposure that's going to be expensive. So, um, yeah, makes 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 uh, for a lot of like different game theory plays for sure um, with that questionable tag. What are we doing with uh, Geo? You said, like, skip the mid-range for a second, because the first point I'll bring up, and we'll, it'll bring up the mid-range, is that Geo's not 3K. They don't have that anymore. They start at 4,000, and he's not 4,000. He's 4,500. So mm-hmm. uh, what, what are your guys' thoughts? Maybe Kirkwood, you can kick it off, but what's your thoughts on Geo? Because there's a few, you know, things I can think of. Well, there's a few, too, as well, I can think of. So it's, number one, the – first of all, we we've, we've – We've seen Gio in, in scenarios, and he's had, like, one monster game, like, one week, like, out of ball. He's been in this situation before. But there, I don't expect them. He's not going to be, like, a bell cow running back, I don't think. No. Um, um, so I'm not expecting that. I, I still – I like, it's like they're not going to, like, turn this scat back into a bell cow is the way that I'm picturing it. And so I, I think he's fine. I just don't know. I mean, and, and he, yes, he could smash, but – like I just I'm willing to bet against him not smashing. And there's like plenty of other good plays. There's there's value opening up everywhere. There's value at the run, at the wide receiver areas. Like so, it's like we don't really need it. We don't even need to play three running backs anymore. Like we just play our two, right? Like I can just be completely fine with like picking picking way two better uh, running back plays, in my opinion. So it's not like we need to use him. And then Cleveland's pretty good against the run. Now they were horrible last week but they were just horrible in general last week. Um, that was just a really pathetic game, but they, they've, they've held pretty much a bunch of like really good backs um, to minuscule production that included Zeke, uh, Jonathan Taylor. Um, uh, they, they, they held Mixon to a, uh, in, the, in the first time they played, um, to to uh, not a very good game. I'll pull that up. Uh, he put up yeah. He went sixteen of forty six. Yeah. So it's there. It's easier. It's an easier path 
in the passing game. And yes, he could get some targets and whatnot, but I just don't see him to be the smash play that everyone else does. I'm not sure that everyone else actually does. So like I might, we might get to Sunday and every, like everybody's saying the same thing that we are and no, no one's going to be playing Gio. Also, I mean, there's still a lot of news to come down. Like Aaron Jones is questionable, right? So, I mean, if he's ruled out, I think you're going to see Jamal Williams obviously be the chalk and then nobody is going to be on him. So that would change my whole outlook because um, like you did say, uh, Cleveland, Cleveland has stuff the run. They've given up uh, some decent uh, catching um, to uh, like just through the air to running backs. Um, you had Cincinnati had nine catches uh, versus them. Uh, Mixon and Geo had uh, nine total catches. So, I mean, <laughs> it, it is kind of more of an ownership play. Uh, I do want to spend on uh, Cincinnati pass, pass catchers. Um, as this is somewhat of a, my favorite sack, I'm kind of just leaning away towards uh, Geo right now because of ownership uh, and his role. I, I don't think, I think we all agree that he's not, he's not a guy that's going to tote the rock probably more than 10 times. So, um, you know, it's, it's just like, uh, I'd rather spend, um, spend at a different running back. Cause I think, I think there's a lot of running backs this week, especially that have very high ceilings. And I don't think Geo's uh, that type of back. Um, I don't even think he would be a goal line back. Um, you know, they got P Ryan and I, th- I think another guy. Yeah. Travion Williams. Travion. Um, yeah. That, that probably will get, uh, you know, goal lines uh, carries also. So um, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of, I'm just, I'm just off that situation in general because of uh, percentage owned more than anything else. Yeah. I just, sometimes I say this in golf sometimes too. Like I get the ownership play. We, it's, we all play the game enough to know this, but sometimes just, it's a bad play. Like there's all kinds of times where it's a golfer. It's like 5%. I was like, well, I'm going to play him just cause he's 5%, but you know, like Woodland last week, he's injured. So why are you right. like, yes, so now, now you're going to you're gonna go there. You're going to go there with me <laughs> when I share that information with you. <laughs> well, you let, you made me move on quick from the Madison take earlier, but I'm, I'm just saying sometimes there's just warts there and it's like, you can do it all you want to just play. He was, he was like minus three through the first five holes or whatever. He was crying. I was thing. ready. Gotta, I was, I was ready at 1%. In, I was ready at 1% ownership. Yeah. And, and Hey, you know what? Bernard here could, he could rip off like a 15 yard, 20 yard run out of the gate. Everyone's gonna be all fired up and then next play is injured or something. So I, I don't know, or gets spelled at the, the goal line. I just, it's not for me. I, but I do agree on one point you said is, you know, I, I could easily see that everyone's saying the same thing, basically begging for Aaron Jones, to get marked out so that they can drop down to Jamal Williams. And I could see that being something where, you know, you've got a a situation where Jamal Williams, it's like a double, you know, the butterfly effect, right? Because of that, everyone wants to get to him. And then Jamal Williams crushes everyone's dreams, but so does Bernard and you should have just paid up. So maybe that's a good segue, Kirkwood, you know, take us into this. uh, What is it? uh, We talked about CEH. So basically 6,000 down to uh, maybe down to Adrian Peterson against Atlanta. No, no, no. Yeah, we haven't even talked about Mike Davis, right? I mean, no, but come on, guys. I got my eye on one right now that I've been staring at, and you guys, you haven't mentioned, but he's right there in that range. Gurley, Ronald Jones. Oh, jeez, man, not again. Oh no, that was a, that was another big coach speak that kind of got me off of uh, the love of Ronald Jones. Now, uh, did you see what Arians Arians said? No, tell me. He just said Fournette's now healthy, and he's like going to assume his his role. Now, I mean, I what does that role mean? Does it mean 
that he's only had one game where he had a lot of uh, touches, right? So, and that was that was after uh, Ronald Jones' uh, bad handoff by Tom Brady, right? So it, you kind of have to figure out what that actually means, what Bruce Arians means by saying he's going to assume his role. But look, there's been he just look what he's done the last three weeks. He's just yeah. been crushing it, a hundred yards in three straight games, right? Now uh, Fournette's back. Yeah, who who sucks? He does. So does, like this, but. like he he's like. Let me let me read this. So I'm this is on the fly here, because I'm not buying it. I I don't I'm not sold on Fournette's role now. That especially that Ronald Jones has like taken over and like been fantastic. So like he's got to lose it in my opinion. So maybe I'm totally wrong, and I'll I'll read up on that. But like I loved Jones, and I'll also. Maybe maybe this will just make him completely unowned, and if that's the case, then I'll uh, I'll want him. But uh, I I just don't buy. It. I just don't see Fournette coming back in and 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 taking over when this guy's been crushing. Tambo, you you're 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 on Brett's side. I don't know. Like it's tough. Like you said, what he's been doing, it's hard to deny. It's not really just because of Fournette. It's just sort of. The setup there, I don't know if, what's going to happen for this week either, but uh, you know, as we were recording this, the, the Antonio Brown deal is essentially done with Tampa Bay. So they're going to have Godwin, Evans, and Antonio Brown. Now, I don't know if he'll make it for this game because there's COVID protocols and whatever. Yeah, but, I think they got to do five days of quarantine before they can join the team. That's what I would imagine. So he won't be. So this could be the last show that in town for a guy like him. Obviously, he's still going to run the ball at points, but I think – you know, Tom Brady's just going to keep going to, you know, guys that are around him and, and Jones could be that guy, but against Vegas, I don't know what it's going to be like here. What, what's your just, I guess, what's your thoughts on how the game's going to play out? Because you talked about Carr earlier, being able to keep some games a little bit closer. If that's the case, then maybe there would be a, a spot to go back to him in tournaments. You know, it's not going to be a popular play by any means. I mean, they, the, the Raiders are bad against the run. They've allowed 5.2 yards for carry and, and, you know, Brady loves to hand – I mean, Brady likes to sling it around and little things, but running back is always a huge, huge component to Brady. And Ronald Jones is, is you know, has been extremely productive in these in these last games. So they've also allowed a ton of production to, to in the passing game too, which is what Brady likes to utilize, just like that James White role. It just makes like, – like, and you know Fournette's not going to be doing that, you know. With with Brady, it, like it just makes sense to me that like to keep him going unless he has a horrible game, then okay. But like I don't think he'll have a horrible game against the Raiders, so I don't know. I'm extremely interested. Um, and uh, I mean, you saw what Aaron, uh, you saw what uh, Jones did to the to the Raiders. Uh, what do you guys What do you guys think about the the Chargers uh, run, two running backs here? I mean, with uh, Justin Jackson and Josh Kelly, uh, home versus Jacksonville being uh, seven and a half point favorite at home. I think that's a spot where uh, I'd rather pay up a little bit uh, instead of getting like a chalky Gio Bernard. Even if uh, Aaron Jones is ruled out, I think I think spending up at one of these two Chargers uh, is is definitely a way to go ownership wise. Um, I mean, if, if, if it holds true of what happened last game, uh, then you got to expect uh, Justin Jackson maybe a little bit more than Josh Kelly. Um, you guys you guys have any love with uh, one, 
one or the other over the other, or are you kind of avoiding that situation in general? Uh, no, I, I actually like it. I like Jackson. Uh, I'm just going to go with what they've been doing and see, see if that sticks. But I do like it because we'll get to it. But, you know, Hunter Henry's projecting, I think, is one of the highest owned, if not the highest owned tight ends. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, who else? Keenan You've Allen. got um, Keenan Allen. Yes, at wide receiver. you got Herbert takes. So uh, I do like that for tournaments. I'm still going to, you know, we'll talk about that. I, I certainly think that's stackable and they're cheap enough and you can make it all work. And even Justin Jackson used in the passing game. But I, I do like it for a little bit of leverage there. I think it's a good spot. And, you know, that's sort of like you said, why would you go to – for me, I'm not going to go to a guy like Gio. When I, for 400 bucks more, I can go somewhere else that I like. And that's just one example, right? So, uh, I like it. I'm not sure about you, Kirkwood. What's your thoughts? I, I like Antonio Gibson. I'm just going to cut in for two seconds and say that's the, the play that I like there. For 5000 versus $4,500 Gio, I'll, I'll take Antonio Gibson all day. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. I lost you a little. I got a neighbor making a ton of noise, so I had uh, I got – interrupted and then had you yeah, just the, basically looking at the 5k rangers gibson uh, justin jackson Kenyon drake off of last week uh, gibson's uh, david smash. johnson Gib- the, the, i think has, gibson, gibson crushes, has yeah. to smash like this uh, i mean i say it i'm waiting every week for it but uh this is it has to be the week against dallas i mean like you would think that they'll utilize him in the passing game and so uh, there's just a lot of, I mean, there's just a lot of opportunity for big plays against. I think, team. I think that the issue with me though, has just been too much JD McKissick, right? I mean, uh, just how much, how much uh, JD McKissick, McKissick is running routes also has kind of just been taken away from Gibson's production in general. And it's of course, truly... but like, but like, so like there's the issue, right? Right. So that's true. But there's also like, you've got, do you expect that to be the case every single week going forward for the rest of the season? Or do you expect him to, to eat into that, to, to, to them to lean more, start giving Gibson more? I mean, everything that's come out, like, you know, just anytime, like anybody's talked about the running backs in general, they say Gibson is the guy, right? And, you know, rushing attempts, yeah, Gibson is still owning this backfield, but I don't know, McKissick, man, like just how many routes run, how many targets he's getting, how many catches he's getting, um, I mean, he's dominated kind of uh, the pass down work over Gibson, even though Gibson still has plenty, uh, plenty of the pass catching role. Uh, it's just highly concerning, especially, you know, Washington's offense in general is not going to put up a lot of points. You just, you would love to see Gibson just being out there more. My take, I agree, but you know, I think uh, the one thing to note is obviously all these L's that the that the Washington football team is taking. That's what's sort of caused a lot of that. And I actually think I don't know if you you guys have seen, but you know, some of the other injury news that's often not discussed or even reacted to by most. But the right guard and left tackle for Dallas is out. They've got Andy Dalton at the helm. They're on the road. Like this is, I'm not saying Washington's going to win, but I, I definitely think they're going to be in this game. And I think there's an opportunity here for them. And so that's where I think you could actually see more Gibson. He's still been averaging over 10 carries a game. He's still been averaging, you know, four targets a game. So I think it's a spot where you could see Gibson go, go to town. And I also think a lot of people are going to take Washington D but not a lot are going to remember to pair it up or they're going to be on all these other value running backs. And maybe he's the forgotten one. And when I say that, you know, outside of our bubble, because he could show up still at like 12 or 13%. But meanwhile, a guy like Gio could end up being 30 or Jamal Williams 30 if Aaron Jones is out. So I, I do like that still regardless. And I'll just take my chances. Yeah. So I'm like, just trying to like, and McKissick has been a pain in the ass, like no doubt about it. It's then, cause I keep playing this guy, but like mm-hmm. I, it's, 
it's gonna break i think one of these times but like obviously i'm sure we're gonna we're we're all, we're all gonna love mclaurin soon uh when we get over to wide receiver but uh all right uh who are some other guys i mean i still i james robinson was awful last week the the team jags were just awful in general Minshew's awful still still got there like with a lucky touchdown you know like to salvage kind of showed you you know with a guy with his kind of usage can do what kind of a floor like kind of provides um i still think there's plenty of upside he's out of favor um it's uh probably a somewhat of a tough matchup with the Chargers, but there's going to be points scored are you guys interested in him at all yeah, I'm I'm probably off him this week. Um, just I've I've kind of been there with him. I think every single week, uh, it's he he's just not been efficient running the ball at all. Um, I do like I do like how much he's been involved in the in the passing game, but I think at this price tag, uh, I think I'd I'd rather pivot to Chris Carson, who's going to be similarly owned. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of just how I feel. I probably won't have any shares of James Robinson this week. Yeah, I'd probably I'd be more sold on your Ronald Jones take, to be honest, uh, at the same price, just with what he's actually done with it. But the the one thing would be that that's the way to go in the um, when I run out my Herbert stacks. You could run Herbert, Allen, Henry, or whatever. Get a Mike Williams if you want to get a bit frisky in there, and then you know use him on the other side. And just hope that it's that game for him because most people are going to be using Lavisca Chark if he plays. You know Cole, you know these other guys. So I, I wouldn't hate it for that reason. But I definitely at that price would take um, Carson, probably CEH. Uh, I didn't mention this earlier. I, I tried to mention him a little bit, but I was going to say Gurley, Detroit has just been getting destroyed as well. And Gurley is at least getting the workload. That's all you can really ask if he can, you know, whether he can do something with it or not, I don't know. But a lot of people want to take Detroit running backs against the other side. I, you know, I teased Adrian Peterson earlier. DeAndre Swift had a little show up, you know, breakout party last week and, and showed up for once. So there is some other guys in that game, but if you look back, it was Aaron Jones who went for like 40 DK points on Detroit. Other guys have got there too. So I, I don't mind Gurley in some tournaments, uh, you know, especially because I don't mind Stafford, Galladay, Hawkinson the other way, right? People, it's just going to be a forgotten stack, it feels like, in, in, from what I'm seeing and what the ownership project, projections show, like Hawkinson 6%. I think Galladay will be a little bit popular right now. He's showing around 10 and then uh, Stafford around 7. So I, I could definitely see that let Gurley do the work on that side and have Detroit throw all day. And when Stafford gets thrown like that, it can be a big game. So I, I like that one for tournaments as well. Yeah. I like Gurley as a low own play too. I mean, um, this, this offense kind of came to life. They're, they're at home versus a, a pretty uh, bad defense in Detroit. And we've seen how, uh, how much they lean on Tom Gurley uh, inside the five to give him those touchdowns. Uh, last, last two weeks, he's got nine targets in the passing game. So it's nice to see him get involved. Uh, a little bit uh, w- with those too. So, yeah, I think I think Gurley's a, a, a great low own type of play. And in fact, like I think this this 6K area is super interesting. Um, the more that I look at it, I mean, with the Gurley and then the CEH, I mean, these guys are really low owned. And I think, you know, ceiling-wise, uh, the game's um, just like uh, this game in general is a, a game that I'm going to want to have um, some stackability. And I don't think there's going to be like any running backs being picked up in this Atlanta Detroit game. So um, definitely make you uh, contrarian with those stacks. 
Yeah, I don't know how to play it. I have to dig in, but I I probably won't be clicking on Gurley. Maybe I should be, though. Um, I don't know. Any other guys here? Do you have a take on, like, Justin Jackson or uh, uh, Kelly? Yeah, I mean, we kind of hit that up. Um, I, I lean towards Justin Jackson right now, um, but I think that's that's the way you you pay up to be a little bit contrarian there. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely like uh, Justin Jackson, especially um, Tambo brought up like how chalky the uh, pass receivers are going to be there with uh, Keenan Allen, um, and then I, I don't know where you guys think the chalk will be at tight end, but I think Hunter Henry's got to be. Uh, one of the higher-owned guys um, kind of stands out by himself at 4,500. Yeah, he's going to be up there for sure. I mean, it probably makes sense too, but same time, it doesn't mean you you got to do that, and that's another way to get around. I, I don't mind it. And then, you know, to Kirkwood's point, using Robinson in those other in those game stacks where you are going the passing side, I wouldn't hate that. That that'd be the time I'd use him. Um, last but not least, uh, Jarek McKinnon. Any interest? Jamichael Nasty or Nasty, whatever. Hasty? Hasty? Yeah, I don't know what to think. I, 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 I'm I, not uh, – I don't know what to think there either. I think I got to see I who's think, active I think in McKinnon that backfield. Is the, I think McKinnon's the clear guy. If, 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 they go, if they go with three active there, I think you just, you just avoid it, right? If Jeff Wilson's active, McKinnon and Hasty um, are good to go, I think you just avoid. But if Wilson is – is uh, not there. I think Hasty's the play for me. Um, I don't know, but just makes for like interesting um, to go cheap. You know, at forty two hundred, uh, I would I would just believe like in what he showed me in the last game uh, to invest at forty two hundred. But um, I'll avoid that situation if Wilson's active. I'm not high on it. No. All right. Let's uh, let's get out of here and go over to wide receiver. Um, all right. Um, so, you know, Devonte Adams on the t- on the high end, who um, was shut down. Uh, We're going wide receiver, or quarterback. Oh shit! Sorry, we didn't even talk about uh, uh, QBs. <laughs> it all ties together. All it's all good. I got neighbors. I got neighbor making a lot of noise, and it's, it's uh, <laughs> get rattled over there. Yeah, I am <laughs> completely. Um, all right, quarterbacks. So we got to speed it up. Uh, Kyler Murray coming in at the top, right? Like that game, massive, massive pace, massive over under. We saw what he did last week on on the ground. He just has that dual threat. You know, this could be a game where he um, really has an efficient um, game in the pass. I know there's been plenty of stats thrown out around about how he's good against uh, zone defenses. Um, much better and uh, that's what the Seahawks play um, Seahawks have just been getting crushed through the pass um, 29th in DVOA um, but they're also that same defense that allowed Cam Newton to score two rushing touchdowns and throw for 397 yards against them so um, Kyler just has so many ways to get there it looked awesome last week against Dallas now that was a terrible defense but you know the, the Seahawks are um, pretty bad defense too Um so he's got to be uh, talked about uh, other side, Russell Wilson. He's got to be talked about for a little bit more, um, almost a thousand dollars more. So it's quite a, quite a amount higher, but um, you know, you plenty of ways to play him with, uh, with Lockett, with Metcalf, um, Deshaun Watson, 
uh, you know, looked good last week. He's passing the ball more, had uh, 37 passing attempts last last week. Um, and the game that I, I expect, I really, I mean, I just think that this, this game is going to shoot out. I just think that it's going to be Green Bay and, uh, and Houston just going back and forth with Rodgers and Watson. So um, I want that, but uh, I definitely want Rodgers, right? I, I have a feeling like Rodgers is going to have a lot to prove going back. And it's just certainly a defense that he can c- come out and light it up against. And especially, especially if Aaron Jones is out, I mean, what else are they going to do? Um, and especially with uh, Jamal Williams being so good in the passing game and just, you know, that just, screens pass everywhere. So uh, I mean, I think that's going to be extremely popular, but for good reason, Rogers and Devonte Adams stacks, um, Matt Ryan uh, shows, you know, when everyone counts him out after his uh, couple of duds in a row shows uh, that, you know, he was the guy that everyone could always count on for 300 yards passing because of their terrible defense. So, uh, you know, he certainly lit it up last week. Then um, I think Joe Burrow is sneaky for a cheap play. Um, not that sneaky, but uh, still not a lot of people are going to want to play him. Um, and then, we're, you know, nobody's going to talk about Mahomes just because of Denver. Um, it's just not not very exciting matchup. But, you know, anytime that, you know, you can get Mahomes low-owned, you got to consider it. So, uh, and then Matthew Stafford against uh, Atlanta. Um, everyone tries to make Stafford every week. Um I don't know. I don't know what to think. I mean, this is certainly the matchup for it, but like you see, like it's still the Detroit Lions and Matt Patricia who love running backs always. So uh, I'll let you guys uh, give me your thoughts on those guys. Yeah. So, I mean, I think my top two quarterbacks, just raw production is going to be Ross and Kyler. I mean, that game, that game, it just looks phenomenal. Obviously that's why it's, it's been uh, put to the Sunday night game. Uh, tough to have too much love for Kyler though, if he's going to be without DeAndre Hopkins. And again, we might not know it probably questionable up, up until game time there. So, um, but yeah, I mean that price tag 7,100 on DraftKings, it's, he's, he's going to be chalk, uh, for good reason. And right there with you on Deshaun Watson, man, he's looked so much better without, uh, um, you know, the, the coach, uh, there. So, uh, just, just feel like, you know, him having uh, just like like a healthy wide receiver core, um, you know, Will Fuller been, been phenomenal, uh, definitely made me quite a bit of money last week. Uh, Will Fuller's just one of those guys I'm going to want to have pieces of each and every week. So kind of agree with you, you there. Um, the KC stack is really – feels very under-owned, and I don't know if it's just coming off of uh, what we saw last week, but – yeah, they're probably not going to be pushed, but that doesn't mean I still don't want to have a decent amount of ownership in in Mahomes and Tyreek and even Demarcus Robinson with – I mean, Robinson was seen basically every snap last week. So, um, yeah, I'm going to want some ownership there. And I think my favorite my favorite quarterback wide receiver stack uh, on the slate is going to be Joe Burrow. Um, you know, pairing him with uh, Tyler Boyd in the slot versus Cleveland. So, uh, just – just love everything that's set up. Um, we've, we've seen how many plays Cincinnati is, has called on the year. And I, I just feel like this week with no Joe Mixon and no true running back where they're going to probably trust uh, running the ball, that they're going to have to throw a lot more. Um, you know, in week two, they had 92 snaps in week two, which is ridiculous. Uh, Burrow threw it 61 times. 
uh, I mean, I just feel really, uh, really strong about Burrow having a lot of the offense on his shoulders this week. So um, probably like, like those quarterbacks the most. Tamba, how do you break this down? Yeah, Burrow's one of my favorite, actually. Just the pricing is all there. At that price, it, it just makes no sense. 5,500. He, he's got two of his last three – he's got one touchdown, throw it, passing touchdown in the last three games, and two of those games he's still at 20 DK points. So, you, you know, that's almost 4X there just on that. And it's not about getting to a number of 4X, whatever. I don't care about that. I'm just saying if you can do that much damage, and then you talked about it, Brett, with week two, same matchup, you know, 61 attempts – um, it's not going to be the same, I don't think, as that. But the idea that it's you know could happen or, or you know it's going to be up there, I think the pace will get pushed. I think the opportunities will be there. There is some stacking partners. It really has you know found a keen liking. I, I do like Tyler Boyd. He's one of my guys that I like this week. You talked about the slot matchup, but it seems like Joe Burrow really likes his guy T Higgins. So I don't mind that as well, right? You can mix and match, play them both, whatever you want to do there, and then use our guy Kareem Hunt on the other side or get a little bit more unique and think to the next level and put a guy like uh, Odell Beckham or someone in there against coming back the other way. So I like that stack. I love Rogers just because you talked about already with Kyler being a hundred bucks more. I think Rogers comes in way less. I'm a little disappointed now. It's not going to make Rogers more popular. I don't think, but the fact that, you know, the weapon for Murray goes down, possibly people will have to wait and find out, but they can obviously easily just pivot off of Hopkins to Devontae Adams for 300 bucks less and leave the money on the table. So I'm not worried about that so much. It's that now with, uh, you know, Jones out, or if he's going to be out, I'm assuming things I shouldn't be, but it, let's just say he is out, or even if he's in as a decoy or something, I just hate that because now, you know, the, the ownership could move a little bit more to this spot. So maybe even Deshaun Watson just below him, he's interesting. You mentioned, um, so, which is on the other side of that game, I should say. You mentioned Patrick Mahomes. This would be the time, I think, because even when everyone thought, you know, you always got to have a piece of him and they went back to him, he didn't really do anything, right? He, he had a horrible game when everyone did that. But for him, a horrible game is 20 DK points. So how can you not go back to him for 7,400 for a guy that's probably, you know, eligible to put up 30 plus here, no problem. So uh, I like that. I like a lot of them. Like I said, I don't want to just name everybody, but the Stafford call, just because it's almost the opposite effect of what we saw with Matt Ryan last week, where, you know, everyone was off Ryan. He's never, you know, this is his prove-it spot. This is Matt Stafford's prove-it spot. So you can go back to him here. And then we mentioned a little bit about it, but uh, Justin Herbert, it'll it'll probably be more popular as the week goes on, but I do think he's in a good spot. And he's another guy that's, What's his four outings? 26, 20, 24, and 27 DK points, 6,400 Jacksonville. I don't hate that either. So uh, give me some more, Kirkwood. What, what else I got you got? Play. I, got the, I got the guaranteed nuts right now. Um, all right. Oh, and boy. It's, it's, Shoot and it. It's, it's just because we haven't even mentioned it. So that's how I know it is. Uh, the Josh lawnmower 3.0. It's This is the lawnmower 3.0 play of the week. <laughs> uh, and I know, uh, I mean um, – Brett knows all about that. He needs a weed whacker, he was saying, you know, for the show. Um, anyways. Uh, man over here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Josh Allen. So, all right. Back in week one when they played the Jets, I touted him hard. Put up 33 points, fantasy points. Um, no one, I was saying that, like, this is pro football focuses. Uh, last ranked, third, uh, 32nd ranked uh secondary um based on talent um they certainly lived up to that where i think they're uh dead last in dvoa versus the pass if not they're uh they're one of them um uh, they're 31st so um alan 
coming off of two bad weeks against two tough teams, a, a, a home matchup with Kansas City, which is tough, right? Like, uh, KC defense has been good. It's been no joke this season. Um, Tennessee, that was another tough game where the, he, he performed poorly. Um, but now you get the get right spot, like when, especially when like every, he's out of favor, but like we were, we were all talking about, everyone was talking MVP in the, in the first three, three, four weeks, everyone was talking about, uh, on pace. I was certainly, you know, this is the guy with all the rushing touchdown upside. Um, you know, this is, this is a guy who put up, you know, 312 yards, two touchdowns rushed for 57 yards and a touchdown against the same defense. The jets suck. Right. But the only thing here, other thing here is that other stats that are being uh, provided around the industry here is that, you know, Josh Allen plays and performs much better with a lead. Right. And we saw, we've seen that play out in the last two weeks. And where do we expect? We expect him to have a, a, a lead. He's missing uh, John Brown, which just makes it like perfect, perfect, uh, a much easier way to stack. Cause I think Diggs is like the, my favorite running uh, wide receiver play on the slate, but we get Gabriel Davis for cheap who slotted right into that deep threat role when John Brown, when, uh, when he was out. So um, both of those guys are, I mean, that's, that's just like an easy way to stack. Now you have to worry about the jets scoring points in this way. And uh, Crowder is potentially out, right? Did he get, is he, uh, he's questionable right now. Yeah. Um, but they, you know, they're but hoping Sam Darnold is back. Yeah. Darnold back. Like, so hopefully there's a little, 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 uh, more fire to this jets team. They're also, um, is Mims coming back? Yes. I believe he was practicing. Yeah. I think he's coming back. Um, yes. Yeah. He will be back. Yeah. So curious where that, where he slots in then, because you have Rashad Perriman also back. Yeah. And parents. So like there's, there's theoretically, there's some little bit more juice to this Jets passing game, right? Perriman's pretty good. Um, Crowder's pretty good if he is, he's healthy. Um, and then uh, Mims is a, is a, is a top prospect, you know, a, a top pick. Um, so and a talented guy, you know, he might take him some time to get used to this offense, but you know, at least they have weapons and we're not talking like Jeff Smith and, God knows uh, Chris Hogan and all the other guys we were trying to play on showdowns. Um, so um, Josh Allen just screams like the play to me this week. I like that yeah. actually a lot. I, I liked uh, Diggs actually. I wasn't even thinking of putting two and two together there. I was going to talk about him when we got to the other point with and Gabe Davis with the amounts, so obviously stack them up, but it's just, I always like to have, some, I always like to run it back and you know, you mentioned some guys there and it's just tough to, get on them because it's like Mims and Perry, you know, if Crowder plays, that would probably be more interesting just to play them and, and risk it and, and sort of get that situation, especially if he gets cleared pretty quickly here. So I'll have to wait and see what happens, but. Yeah, I think Crowder Perryman um, could be the, the, the bring backs. Um, and either, either, I mean, if, if Crowder doesn't play, then Perryman would be an easier one, but like you can play either of those guys if uh, Crowder does play, in my opinion. Um, I don't know. Um, so let's 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 uh, segue that over to wide receiver because uh, I was just saying how much I love uh, Stephon Diggs. So so basically, I, I I mean I love Diggs. So John Brown's out. Um, Diggs is already he ranks twelfth in receiving yards, tenth in target percentage. Um, he's like top like little. 
15 to 20 in air yards. He's ninth in, in touchdowns. He saw four uh, end zone targets last week. He's like top four in end zone targets on the season. Um, so like, and now he's get he gets this aw- awesome matchup where he matches up with, uh, he was going to get um, Pierre Desir, who's terrible, who's given up uh, five touchdowns in his coverage this season. He, he'll be matched up with him a bunch in this game. Um, and the Jets just are terrible. So, and in Buffalo's running game, besides Josh Allen, has not been very effective. Like, Devin Singletary is disappointed. Um, so, I, it just seems like this, like I said, like Josh Brown is just going to be, you know, gunning in this game after two bad games and an easy matchup. So it's like a run up the score. Diggs is like the clear number one wide receiver. Good matchup. It just seems so easy. I also like Gabriel Davis, but Diggs is my my guy this week. Yep, I think I think that's a a good thing too. Gabriel Davis, uh, he'll he'll be slotting in for John Brown. Um, definitely in play at thirty six hundred. Uh, and you're right. I mean, everything feels like this is a get right situation. We didn't even bring him up when we first went through the quarterback. So that kind of just shows you he's probably going to be less than what 5% owned, uh, like quarterback wise, I, I would say, um, Josh Allen at 7,700. I mean, I think most people, if they're paying up, uh, in that range, they're probably looking to pay for Russell Wilson. So in a game, that's going to be more competitive, more shootout esque. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, he, he ran the ball 14 times versus the Jets. I mean, he's got just as high of a ceiling. Wouldn't be shocked to see him put up uh, QB1 numbers there. He, pull so. off, pull off one of, he could finish one of those Daniel Jones runs. Oh, man. That, uh, last night. That was awesome, <laughs> wasn't it, watching him fall down like that? Dude, he got up to 21.3 yeah, like, miles per hour, which uh, it was the same speed as Tyreek Hill this past week. I had no idea it was that fast. But uh, yeah, crazy. Yeah, didn't work out in the end. They they both had tr- they've both had trouble getting into the end zone. That could be a good segue here because Tyreek, you know, he's crushed us a couple times. Kirkwood with these drops or, or call back or whatever it might be. So yeah, there, there's some good plays in this. You know, upper range. I think you know you, we already talked earlier about Hopkins, Adams. I still like Adams. I was rolling with, again. This is what I'm saying about my whole world's getting crumbled here because same situation as the running backs. You know, with Jones going out. It's the same thing now with, you know, that affects Kyler versus Rogers, a hundred bucks apart. Now 300 bucks apart, we got Hopkins versus Adams. And I, you know, I think Hopkins would have been more owned with the Kyler stacks than we would have seen and everyone on Jones. So kind of wanted to flip it a little bit and I was feeling good about that, but I'll still stick with it. Adams back healthy, uh, just the amount that he can get and what he can do with his targets, right? Uh, you know, t- even last game, he has a rough game, 10 targets. So it- it's always there. And at 7,900, it's not like off the charts for, price all these uh, Seattle you know Seattle guys will be popular here in Metcalf and Lockett Galladay I didn't check ownership right before we hopped on but what's his uh, 10.9 yeah I do like that uh, I mentioned earlier with uh, with Stafford like I said it's a prove it spot you get a guy like him it's funny that it's against Atlanta where last week it was Ryan doing it with Julio I think this is a spot we could see it with Galladay and then even like I mentioned Hawkinson earlier so I do just love that stack all the way through and Will Fuller, I think you guys mentioned earlier, one of you did anyway about getting a piece of him. You know, I, I definitely like that. We already talked about um, Watson, and I talked a lot about Rodgers. So uh, I love mixing the game stack up that way as well. You could just simply run, uh, you know, a 2-1 two, two with Rodgers, Adams, Fuller. It's quite a bit of money. 
but you're looking for ceilings when you're running stacks that way and then fit some of these value pieces around it. We have no shortage of value, especially at running back, the way things look like they're shaking down. So that's sort of where I'm at in that upper range. Yep. Um, I'll touch on uh, Will Fuller. I love him. Um, He's obviously the clear number one receiver. Um, He comes into this week with 450 yards receiving, four touchdowns. Um, He's ranked ninth in air yards. He did this with all – with uh, that one game when uh, I forgot who it was against, but uh, he basically don't, he bageled in one game, but he was injured. I think it was uh, week two or something or week three. Yeah. It was, it was his hammy. Um, It was versus the Ravens week two. Yeah. The Ravens. He was just, so he was kind of just like being a decoy out there. So it's like his numbers are even more impressive is my point. Um, It's a tough matchup with uh, Jair Alexander, who's been awesome this season. Um, Packers are playing a lot of zone though, and he doesn't travel. So um, yeah. So that's the interesting thing is whether they're going to, well, is whether they'll, they'll play sides or they'll uh, they may use them. They do use them some to, to shadow. I looked at that today, but, um, it's it's not we don't know for sure whether okay. that's going to be the case. Uh, I feel like Jair's almost always played his side, but I might be wrong there. But but uh, also with Brandon Cooks, um, you know it, it's not a gimme that you know they may they may just play their sides because of the the fact that way with Cooks have, has been solid lately. So um, he did. Pr- um, you know, match up a lot with Adam Thielen. He did, uh, he did allow Thielen to have a, a decent game. It wasn't all his production was, you know, he was only matched over some, but he did give up a touchdown to Thielen. So it's not like it's, and Will Fuller's a, has a speed mismatch on anyone, right? Like, so this is a guy who's like a clear number one, right? And uh, so we'll see. I, I, I'm interested to see if people like talk down his matchup or not, but like, I don't think they will because the, just the monster total in this game and everyone's going to want a piece of it. So it's going to be, he's going to be popular for that reason, but I'm interested to see it. Maybe people start saying they shy away from him because of matchup. Um, but I like Keenan Allen. Um, so Keenan Allen went down, you know, he was on his way to a monster game, you know, a great start and then had his back spasms. Um, but now he gets a matchup with the Jags uh, 32nd in DVOA versus the pass. So, um, I, I like Keenan on a lot. Um, he'll match up with Trey Herndon a lot uh, in the slot and who's given up a ton of production. So yeah, I like him. We, did we talk about McLaurin? We said we would. Yeah. yeah there's just, just monster up. So that's like every week there's always like the six K range with like monster upside. And like, he's, he's that he's this week's monster upside play um, for 5,800. So it's against the Cowboys. It's like it's so easy to see him just breaking one. Yeah. The only question there is can you, you know, where do you want to be on his ownership? We have him at 18.1 right now. So it's just like wide receivers are usually, you know, the position where I try to get off the chalk. But it's – you're right. I mean, the the ceiling capabilities that Terry's got is just ridiculous. So. Where, where do you want to be? Like if, if ownership's right at 20%, where are you going to be? I mean, I'm going to have, have him instead. I mean, I, I think he's, I think he smashes. So like, I'm convinced he smashes. So I want to be over. Yeah. Um, that's just my, my opinion. Uh, Tyler Lockett. Um, how do we play this? Is it Metcalf? Is it Lockett? Is it both? Is it one or the other? 
game yeah, single I think, entry. Uh, single entry. What are you doing? Probably neither. There you go. I, I'd, I'd lean towards Lockett this week. Just feel like uh, Metcalf's going to have a little bit tougher uh, matchup on the outside. And single entry, I'm playing Carson because I just think there I already like him enough. And, and we already we got we got digs. So what what else? You know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, there's so many ways. That's what I'm saying. There's so much you can do here that it's like you know you know they're going to be popular though. You know, people want to play them. It's they're in good spots. I'm going to have game stacks that have them. I'm going to be mashing them together, separating them, whatever. But it's you know, in something like that, I kind of want to look for a way to get around it and see what else could happen. And I think, like I said, you could easily run. Even a Kyler, you know, Kirk stack. We're going to talk about Kirk in a second. He's like 4,900 or something. You know, it's fine. And, and then you got Carson on the other side. You just got a nice little three-piece combo set there. That that game, and you're good to go for the evening, right? That's what you're waiting on. And Kirk catches a bomb and, and the other way, and, and Kyler runs a couple in, and that takes away from it. And, and then on Seattle, it's Carson that does the work. So I could, e- I could easily see that working. Then um, – Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I think my favorite wide receiver play on the whole slate is uh, Tyler Boyd. Uh, Cleveland gives up the most points in the slot to wide receivers. Um, Cincinnati is going to be without Joe Mixon. Uh, We've kind of already seen how many plays they ran against Cleveland and how many plays in general they've run all year. Uh, With no Joe Mixon, I think the pass run ratio goes up. Uh, Tyler Boyd is going to see a ton of targets this week. Um, my favorite wide receiver play. I think he's got a high floor, high ceiling. Um, and, you know, where ownership is coming right now, like I, I mean, we don't even have him in the top. We have him at 7.4%. Like he might be my highest owned wide receiver right now. That's how much I like him. There you go. Yeah, I like him too. It's another, like I said earlier, I do like him. I, I just think that the other thing is that for a hundred bucks less, it seems bad, but you know the usage has been there for a guy like T. Higgins. He's you know, and oh yeah, get a, a on, on the you can play them both together. You're on you're on them both. I get it, but I just mean like if you look at that situation, it's what Burrow trusts right now, and he like I said, no one touchdown in the last three games that he's thrown. I think so it's great just, too that they got AJ Green going last week, but yeah, here on the season you have. Uh, T. Higgins with an 18.6 target share, A.J. Green 18.8, and Tyler Boyd 20.1. So spread out almost evenly between those three. Uh, you know, air, air yards-wise, uh, uh, you got uh, more T. Higgins at 39% and Boyd at 36%. So kind of shows you that they're taking more uh, ch- shots with them down the field. Yeah, right. And then uh, one of these uh, Steeler – wide receivers i mean so i had the worst single entry lineup of all time last week um i and i played it heavy and everything i i played like cam newton to edelman and then i had like juju in there it was just the absolute nut low um what do you do with uh with claypool with uh deontay johnson back is juju just washed hurt injured what uh you know but like their prices, like one of these guys is going to pop off for a monster game. I yeah. I, for me, this is a spot where I just avoid it, kind of see how it plays out. But um, it just, just the usage of Claypool inside the red zone. Like if I'm going anywhere, I'm going Claypool just because of all the, the interesting plays they do for him within the five, you know, the, uh, the, 
basically carries where they're kind of just giving him the ball or the uh, the wide receiver screens. You got to just love him. But outside of that, I think I just avoid this spot just to see how it shakes out. Tough, tough match. Well, like before Deion John, – Actually, it's not a hurt. tough match. Before Johnson got hurt, he was, you know, 13 targets, 10 targets. Um, this is a guy that we were like all over and ever, salivating to play. Um, and now he's kind of, you know, Claypool emerged. Uh, I mean, I, at their prices, there's kind of room for both. Like at 40, all I'm saying is at 4,200, it wouldn't shock me at all if he goes off for a monster game. Sure. Yeah, and and the Titans, the Titans, how you beat the Titans is through the air. I mean, you, you go after these cornerbacks. I said it last week, and I'll say it again, and that's James Washington. He did it. He did it last I, week. Yeah, I had, I had, I had some. That's what they like, man. I don't know why. I, I just trust me. I like Deontay a lot. I think Juju's the man, but he hasn't been, and that's just the bottom line. So you got, you got to look at that. But I just think too the. The $4,200 value makes Deontay seem like an awesome tournament play. It doesn't seem like as many people are going there. Maybe, you know, everyone's talking about it. I don't see um, – I'm going to pull up his ownership real quick too because it's easy to find at 4.2K. But uh, 9%, see, it's already creeping up a little bit. Like that's, that's going to be interesting. Do you, do you, how, how do you, like, perceive the wide receivers who get squeezed out the most? Uh, it seems like Juju's, like, money in the slot, right? So, like – I mean, who do you think gets squeezed out the most between Deontay, James Washington, and Claypool on the outside? It's so hard to tell, man. Like, I, I, here's the thing. If, if ever I feel like this is not going to be a, a Claypool week, that's how I look at it. I know what he's done for them the last two weeks, but even like last week's on four targets, he does that. Obviously, he can do it. They've worked plays for him. I get all that, but it's – a situation where Juju, how can you play? I know because the, the, everyone's recency bias, this and that, but how can you really play Claypool at 5,700 when Juju's 5,500? That's tough for me, uh, uh, regardless of it. results. I did it last week. <laughs> yeah. But, but last week, I think there was a difference. Wasn't and I Juju paid more. I paid, I, I paid more. Yeah. On the fish. Yeah. No, no, no. But I think that's right. And that's what I'm saying. I relate that back to any sport that you're playing. And it's not just to, you don't just go back to the well to say that cool saying. I mean, I'm going to go back just, to the well and this guy's. I think they're just done with Juju. I think it's, it's over for him. But, okay. But what are, they, what are they done with? He's young. What are they going to do? Trade him? They're going to get rid of him. Okay. So if you're going to trade a guy, what's the number one thing you need to do? Show the value. Get him back involved and say, look, this guy's a stud. Don't you want him? Sell high. You got to get well, him going. A, so He's a free agent after this year, yeah, so they might just allow him to walk. Let him die for this season. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like I said, I, I still think there's – he had the same amount of targets as Claypool did last week. It's just what they do with them and how valuable are they. And, you know, if Claypool drops that big ball to start the game, whatever it was that – I remember seeing the replay over and over again. Uh, you know, if he doesn't catch that, what's his day look like? And, you know, could it have been Juju? There's so many factors. I just – I like playing these guys at these lower prices. So I'd probably lean Juju or James Washington there over the other two that are getting, you know, ownership because of a couple games. Oh, man. Deontay Johnson is good play. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Um, other – Mike Williams maybe? Jacksonville, yeah. uh, could he blow up first for a nice eighty-yard touchdown or something in this? I game? think he's going to be a little owned there too. Like, I mean, just you talking... think he wouldn't be after his monster game um, against the Saints, but that was also because Keenan went down. But and it's so tough in that range because you know there's a uh, you know um, Lavisca who we didn't even talk about, Keelan Cole, the other side of this game, those two guys, and then there's Kirk. 
who is going to be in those stacks. So that just leaves the $4,700 price tag alone. And, and he's in a fine spot. And I think most people that are stacking Herbert are going to have Allen or Henry or Allen and Henry. So why not use him in all your stacks with Herbert and you know, leverage up a little bit that way while still going after the same stuff. It's not like this guy can't break the slate. Realistically, he's probably more likely than a guy like Keenan Allen who just catches a bunch of balls and gets you, you know, 18 to 20 typically. Whereas, you know, Hig- you know, William showed it last time out when he played was 30 something points on DraftKings. So uh, I think that's the way to go for, for that situation. It's another, another way to go at least. Um, other guy. Yeah. And then the lower end guys. So there's like two obvious leverage plays in my eyes, but like they're not sexy by any means. It's Marvin Jones. Um, it just, you just know what he, he's just been an awful this season. He hasn't done much, but you just know what he's capable of, at least from past seasons. You know, is he washed? I don't know. I don't think so. Um, and then, uh, MVS 4,100. Both of those guys, you know, in you know the number two wide receivers in in uh, for cheap prices and games that we're targeting. How popular do you think those guys will be? Um, yeah, you're gonna get them like probably five percent ownership for sure, just because uh, again, people have been burned by Marvin Jones in the last how many weeks, right? So uh, Galladay's in a perfect smash spot. Um, it, it makes sense to go to Marvin Jones again. We've We've seen his ceiling, right? So, um, yeah, I like it. I, I don't know how popular Galladay will be just because he's at 6,700. Um, and he's just in – I mean, I think he's got just a ridiculous ceiling uh, in Atlanta where they should be passing quite a bit here. So, um, yeah, I mean, Tambo, what, what do you think of, uh, with these, like, wide receiver two leverage spots? Yeah, but I'll tell you what, Kirkwood, that's a good call on uh, MBS. I do like that. Averaging six targets a game the last four games already with other guys in the mix. And then the other thing is he's a hundred bucks more than again, assuming that the scenario goes this way, you know, we get Jamal Williams at 4k people will have him in their flex slot. And realistically you could easily play MBS there. I know that seems terrible. And there's other plays at that price when you go look at the flex, but if you're just looking to leverage one for one, it's a hundred bucks more. And you definitely have a guy that could smash in full it's point. Not terrible when he, when he when he catches that eighty-yard touchdown. Oh, it's huge. That's what I'm saying. And then where's Jamal Williams at? See you later. It's gone. The slate's over as far as that's concerned. And so I, I do like that call quite a bit, even more than the Jones one. That feels like Jones feels more chasey, like just look as in not him, but looking for it. Like we're just keep chasing the. It could happen this week, but we've seen it work for other guys. So I don't hate that, but I really do like uh, the MBS call there. And then. Uh, one more guy I was going to bring up down there was uh, Traquan. I guess no, Traquan's in the mix though. But uh, what about Demir? Is it finally Demir Bird week? We didn't talk about Cam or anything like that. But what, what about him? I'm done. I am. I, I, I'm done with Cam. I, no, I, I. You know, I feel like Cam is going to go off this week. Now it's just going to happen because I was so on him last week. I don't yeah, know. I Edelman. Mean, Edelman's questionable this week too. So he's always questioned. He's questionable yeah. every week. Um, but there's they're definitely limiting. I, he could be dust too, Edelman. But I, I think that they they could be limiting him. And plus, he does. I don't think he has like the the same connection with Cam. I, it, Demir Bird has at least has that connection. Um, Carolina connection. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It doesn't excite me. But I mean, he's cheap, right? I assume. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, it's, like you said, it's one of the ones you'll somebody, go off of. Like, but... like it, 
we've got to talk about like trade Quan or who else would it be? Deontay Harris or Jared Cook or Jared Cook. I think Jared Cook is where you you go. Um, I mean, tight end. Tight end should be a little bit chalkier this week, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But I think uh, a number one wide receiver for dirt cheap. Yeah, yeah, and a team that's going to pass a ton, right? So, um, but I think Jared Cook is going to have a pretty big role. So, I mean, I, I'm going to probably go there quite a bit, and I don't think ownership will be on Jared Cook that much. No, we can segue to tight end anyway, but there's a lot of tight ends that are going to be owned or like, sorry, that's going to be spaced out a lot because ownership is going to be spread out a lot. And so it's going to make for Jared cook to be probably under owned in, like you said, a situation where they're missing two guys, Sanders and Thomas. So he, uh, he's going to be chalked by Sunday. I think people will get there. I think people will also get there. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about, let's go to, let's go to tight end and wrap this show up. People don't like playing two guys. Remember too. So when you think about Camara is going to be, have so much ownership, a lot of, and people aren't going to want to play breeze with them. So it's like, that's a way you could go or an angle you could take, but I don't think many people are going to want to go that way. Playing, um, cook and Camara in the same lineup. Oh, Levitan's going to be all over it for cash. (laughs) Who plays the ETR baby? Um, all right. Uh, Turney takes podcast. <laughs> uh, Tra- so let's talk about uh, tight end. So the, the, yeah. the ownership guys are going to be Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Because he's a beast, right? And he's 6,300 and you're getting a wide receiver one. Um, Hunter Henry is going to get, you know, so like Cook could eat into the Henry ownership for sure. Um, David Njoku uh, is back in our lives after uh, Austin Hooper going down potentially. Um, so, uh yeah, we got him as pure chalk, which seems kind of he's weird. Been, right? Well, he's three K, and people like to punt tight ends. So I yeah. mean, it, it may be like that. He became the 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 play before. Then we got the news with uh, all the Saints guys. Is so, he even the starter? Like I, I feel like yeah, Harrison so he, Bryant. He, he he's running the routes, so it's he he should be the one getting the passing down work uh-huh. for for the tight end position. Yeah, other guys, a dude's a blocker. Um, so I mean, and he's three K, and you know it's not like he doesn't he doesn't have any kind of connection with like with Mayfield. I mean, where everyone was all over this guy for the last couple of years. So um, I mean, he just steps into a, a good potential situation for this week. So I like that. Darren Waller is you know just just targets, targets, targets. Now Rugs is back, sure, but like it's still targets, targets, targets. Like he's just what I think he's second in tar. I think only Kelsey has more targets than him, if I remember correctly. But sounds right. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know who else from there. I mean, I'll tell you one thing is though you you're gonna is uh Jordan Aikens gonna be back? Uh, no, he's already been ruled out. Ruled out. So Darren Fells, mm-hmm. and he's he's coming off of two pretty decent weeks. So I think people will go there, like if they're game log ch- uh, chasing. I mean, I think it's I think it's warranted though. Yeah. So I think like Deshaun likes to use the tight end. It's just always been this mix of two. And it's like the, so the opportunities there as him being any either of these guys if they can you know be a, a single you know, kind of a, a bell cow tight end, so to speak. Um, and then we got uh, Green Bay, potentially Tanyan. Um, it's, uh, it's questionable. Yeah. So who's that they, next? They this week, it's Tanyan, 
actually, by the way, just a, a little yeah, tidbit yeah, there I for you. I saw, the, yeah. I saw the tweet. I was like, okay, thanks for that. We don't care that much. It was one game. Are you kidding me? Tell, try to tell that to Head Chopper. Yeah. Um, um, so it'd be Jay Sternberger uh, would be probably more the pass receiving. You got Mercedes Lewis still there too, but um, I think Jace has got the more of the upside. And Noah Fant's back. Mm-hmm. And a game that they're going to have to pass for at least while they're in, still in it uh, against uh, Kansas City. I actually don't mind him, to be honest yeah. with you. I was just clicking uh, him back when you said that. I forgot about that. It's kind of a good spot. I do like yeah. that. Because it, it, he's deaf. No one's going to play him. Um, Janu, I mean, there's, there's plenty of options this week. So, all right, go. Break it down, somebody. Yeah, I, I think if you're paying up, uh, Kelsey, Kelsey makes the most sense, but he's going to be the highest – highest own out of that group. Um, I think Waller is where you go uh, for ownership um, just to get cheaper ownership. I don't know. I'm just kind of curious to see where ownership ends up because I'm going to try and pivot off the chalk. I, this is the one spot that I haven't gotten right this whole year is tight end. So I feel like this is the last place where I would ever want to get anybody more than 10% ownership into a lot of my lineups. So um I think paying up is still going to be kind of contrarian uh, this week. So, I mean, it, I don't know. It's it's going to be like one of those things where I'm going to want to figure out where the public is going uh, more so. But uh, I think Jared Cook is where I lean right now. Um, and, you know, based upon where we have Hunter Henry, if, if Jared Cook becomes the chalk, uh, then I'll, then I'll look to possibly pay down for something cheaper. But yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I was just looking at one thing here with Kelsey because I think he always busts Denver, right? Like that's obviously division, but he just destroys them. So there's that. I think that's why he's getting the ownership. I like Kittle still. Uh, my only worry, I guess the downfall is that it's, you know, the obvious Bill Belichick shuts down the number one. He's by far their number one. It's not close. Like I get the, I get all that, but – I don't, I don't know. I got to wait and see what ownership updates and not just, you know, to cop out, but it, like it shows him at 4% right now. I didn't think it would be that low and I still loved him. But like, I also can't believe that um, Njoku is going to be like 20%. I don't care about the price or not. He hasn't done a thing. There's still Harrison Bryant there, whether people believe it or not. I'm just saying there's other reasons to think that's not going to be the case. And I actually kind of like maybe Njoku's the trade narrative because I remember just, it was like a week or two ago, he was asking for a trade, said his agent was looking into it trying to get him out of there but maybe now baker feeds him a bunch right and that's a good matchup against cincinnati there i I do like that a little bit more now that we talked about it the other guys i like you i did like henry chalk or not i think it's too cheap for the workload he's been getting hawkinson who i mentioned like everyone's been targeting myself included atlanta all year but now nobody wants to talk about hawkinson in a game that i think can definitely go back and forth in atlanta in the dome you know I'm, i'm all over that with hawkinson and then you mentioned uh, – who's the guy you just mentioned that? I said, yeah, I kind of like that. Oh, Noah Fant. Yeah, I, I actually like that quite a bit. I mean, if you look at pricing and you got Jared Cook, 43, Darren Fells, 41, it's nothing against those plays. It's just I, I think Noah Fant's better. And in the matchup and the setup and the game environment and all of that, I, I, it would be nice to see like a Mahomes – you know, who, how do you want to mix it up? Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, run it back with Fant? Like just get that little mini stack on the go or something? I, I could see that. And, you know, Fant could bust the tight end position wide open and Tyreek can bust the whole slate if he actually catches a couple of these for once on these 60-yard walk-ins or 80-yard walk-ins and doesn't get a, a hold called against him. So 
I, I like that spot as well, to, just to round it out. Yeah, I mean, Locke's going to try to be slinging it. So uh, that defense has looked tough. But, like, Fance should bring a little extra to them. So, And he's just an athletic beast, so I, I, I think that's interesting, definitely. Um, and then uh, Kittle? Yeah, like him. I, I was just saying about him, but uh, what's your thoughts? You know, you're the – so the Massachusetts man, you know what Bill Belichick's all about down there. I, like I said, I think it's I pretty know, obvious who, who he's going to shut down. Is gonna, he's going to try and shut down Kittle. I guess the thing for me is Kittle, yards after catch, monster. It only takes one play, and then Bill Belichick can't do nothing but watch from the sidelines. So Yeah, and with, and, and with their running situation, you would think they would start passing more, right? I mean, they don't have, they don't have their normal uh, studs oh, yeah. in the backfield to give them. He's been getting so many targets against other defenses too, but he's getting 10, 15, and 8. Like these are huge games. I mean, one of them was with uh, Mullins, but still. I think Kittle could work, still man. have a big game because De- as long as like a healthy Debo is there. That too, yep. Um, so I, I could get behind that. And I think everyone he's going to get completely overlooked. By the way, uh, Jordan Aikens hasn't been ruled out yet, but uh, he didn't practice today, so he's on the wrong side. And the latest article worded it that way, too. I wasn't going to cut you off there when you said it, but yep. it, it worded it like he's going to be out, though. It sounds like it because they're like, uh, he's not ready yet. So right. for what? For tomorrow's, <laughs> tomorrow's walkthrough or for the, you know, the week? Like, give us some info here. But, yeah, we'll find that out later. But Fells just seems expensive. I know, what was it, last week or the week before when he – yeah, last week, 20, 20 DK points. Good for him. I think he's but, back-to-back weeks with a touchdown, too. Yeah, that helps. And the week before, 13 DK points. You know, six of them and seven of them are a touchdown in small yardage. So that's where that came from. <laughs> stacks? Sorry. Stacks. Stack, stack, stack it up. All right, so I'll start it off. You already know my favorite. Uh, it's going to be we're going Josh Allen. We're going Stephon Diggs. Then we're going to have to – figure out somebody to, to bring it back with but we're gonna it's probably hopefully it's it's crowder but uh might be perriman um will be the guy so that'll be my favorite stack then the other stack as well i don't know what to do but maybe i do them both um would it be joe burrow to tyler boyd maybe to higgins maybe even to aj green who showed signs of life life last week didn't you know he didn't get yeah. paid or didn't hit the end zone but no one did but Man, he had 11 targets again, eight receptions, 96 yards. So he's still still cheap. He's not as cheap as he was last week, but uh, it's 4,300. So, like, and if you can just give me, I mean, 11 targets, 4,300? I don't know. Yeah. I'm starting to lean that way, too, because he's going to be one of my stacks, but I do I do lean a little bit more. I love Boyd, though, like, like Brett. I just feel like his ownership is going to keep creeping up, and in, by the end of the week, he'll be three times the ownership of Higgins. So if you ran like a Burrow Higgins green with Hunt on the other side, that would be the same game, almost the same deal. You're just pivoting a little bit there and you've got some leverage that way on those exact same game stacks. So yeah, I don't mind that as well. Go ahead, Brett. Just looking at the correlation there, it looks like T Higgins and Tyler Boyd are most correlated together. um, Whereas AJ Green and Tyler Boyd have negative correlations. So with with Tyler Boyd going to be like one of my highest own, I'm more likely to uh, pair him with T Higgins. Yeah, that, that would make sense too. But I just think the obvious is the you know no no need for the 
to walk around it. T Higgins has like five, what the, the whole season is T Higgins season. So obviously he's going to correlate with Boyd more when AJ yeah, Green I mean, has been like, dust exactly. for like five games. So it's a it's five based game on sample nothing. size. Yeah. yeah. So it's, and we know that Green's been dust. That's why he's priced down at 4,300. So it's, I get it. And you're right. And I wouldn't even hate that. I like those stacks. I think just adding T Higgins in Brett is, is sharp, right? You know, most people are just going to stop there or decide something else, whether it's uh, you know, in Joku on the other side is a way to get different or something like that over hunt. But I do like um, the call still mixing them up. I just think so green H- works well. H- Higgins is going to correlate fine with, with uh, green, right? I think uh, yes. Yes, they, they had both had um, good games. They both had good games last week. <laughs> That's what um, it is. We, yeah. Um, uh, anyways, but uh, yeah, it's a point six six. All of them are like pick your poison. I don't know. Play them all. Can can you yeah. play all three of them? I mean, because we've we've seen three uh, three wide receiver stacks do really well yeah. this year uh, in chalky dream, games. With Kareem the Dream Hunt putting up 40, 40 ball on them, you, you know they can. They yeah. Can Not to mention what we talked about, Brett. You and I are the ones who brought up. If he's going to go back, to, if we're going to see Joe Burrow throw fifty times, sixty-one right. last time. But I but didn't the game go to OT last time? Uh, I think I'm start, I'm gonna be digging into Jarvis Landry. I know that injury, but like I I want to play him this weekend, uh, just at his price point. Weird, weird uh, that you would come out and say that you have a broken rib. Like I feel like people are gonna screw with you once you open up a weakness like that. Um, but yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway. Um. That we give all our oh the last I'll give one another stack I like that of mine is like everyone it's Matt Ryan Julio again everyone but so now you just it's the easy Matt Ryan to Calvin Ridley uh, this week with Galladay bring back I mean I mean it's chalky but something I'm gonna be playing all right are we uh, are we done yeah I mean. I'll, I'll throw out a stack. Like, obviously, my favorite stack is the Cincinnati Cleveland. Uh, we already talked about that one. But I think I think going with, like, uh, the Packer-Houston stack, uh, so, like, Deshaun Watson, um, bring it back with uh, Fuller. And then, you know, trying to figure out who is healthy, I guess, with the tight ends is going to be interesting. But, I mean, I don't hate going to Fells again. Uh, we know it's been there. Um I, just, I don't think I don't think he sees a lot of ownership at 4100, so I don't mind uh, going there. And then uh, bringing it back with a low-owned Aaron Jones if he ends up going, I, I think is a really good tournament play. I think it's so shaky. I, I don't mind. I love your call there, though. If you're going to use Watson, just roll it out with Fuller and Fells, both at upper price tags for the, for them and just max mm-hmm. out that ceiling of that stack. And then you can use Jamal Williams on the other side if you wanted to, if it ends up being Aaron Jones out or go crazy with the running back values and, and mix in some, you know, Devonte Adams or MBS who we talked about earlier. That'd be a nice way to run it out too. And some large field stuff uh, for me already talked about Burrow already talked about Rogers. So, you know, not much else to go off of. I guess the last one I'll go with just cause I mentioned a little bit across the show, but uh, Stafford with uh, Galladay and Hawkinson and then Gurley on the other side. I really do like that three one for, for large field as well. Yeah, and I think I think MVS is actually a really intelligent play too if Tanyan uh, doesn't go here because I mean Tanyan's been really big inside the red zone and MVS is a pretty big body wide receiver so uh, his red zone equity should go up by quite a bit. It's Tanyan, Brett. You got to put Tunyon. some respect on his name. Tunyon. You got to get it right some now. Respect they respect on my name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's um, good shit, all right. man. 
Uh, yeah, it is an intelligent play. That's because I uh, I mentioned it first. <laughs> so, um, mm. all right. This is the RGDFS Tournament Takes podcast, and we'll catch you next week. See you guys.